0: Requiem Metal Podcast, episode 74, Vader. Heard demons' wind. Is that what it was? Yeah. Hey, Jason's back this week on our Vader podcast. That was from the Ultimate Incantation album.
1: I am Mark Rudolph, and I am Jason Hundy. Welcome once again. Good to have you back. Yeah, yeah. I've been i uh, I've been away for a while. Mark and I actually haven't gotten together since. Oh man, late uh, late August early September. It's right before school started. Yeah, it's been a while. When I had my little housewarming shindig. Uh, yeah, we did Blue Through Six podcasts yeah. in a couple yes. days. And uh, Grant Carcuna joined us for Melvin's podcast and then some other things. And then you were uh, you were out west. Uh, out Jet what? setting, yeah. Man. So,
0: uh, yeah, we had our, our punk show this week, and now we're going to completely go 180 and bring it back. I'll well, bring it to
1: Poland for the first time with Vader. Yeah, and I think it's long overdue because, uh, you know I mean, the. The Eastern European metal scene is has been pretty viable for you know almost twenty years now. And, I mean, look like uh, at Behemoth, Decapitated, I mean, there's tons yattering, of you know, eh, yeah, <laughs> blast from the past. Yeah, uh, isn't? Oh no, Belfegore's from uh, Austria, I think. So, yeah. not, not quite east. Nobody likes Belfegore, but, but you know, like the Czech metal scene was pretty big there for a yeah, while, the grind like the scene late nineties and, and early two thousands and stuff. But you know, I think the band that, in my opinion, kind of deserves the credit for for sort of establishing that scene has to be Vader. When they were kind of like the
0: eternal underdog forever, when Ultimate Incantation came out, was it '92? Mm-hmm. On Earache. On Earache, that was like Earache. That was like the era of Earache. You know, everything that, that they were coming out with was just fantastic. And I think the record got reviewed fairly well, but as far as actually being like getting any kind of clout, I yeah. don't think anybody really cared. It got, it got. I think it got a lot of DSide comparisons, which I can see a little bit of. It. It's a little bit more skillfully played, I think, and not quite as yeah, yeah. redundant as a lot of DSide stuff is. I mean, they did a couple decent records, but, I don't know, for some reason Vader always stood kind of like head and shoulders above that kind of death metal for me.
1: Well, I know, like, when I uh, when I first heard Ultimate Incantation from, I think, from Chris when I was a sophomore in high school, you know, I wasn't that intimately familiar with anything that was like non Swedish death metal in terms mm-hmm. of European death metal. You know, I obviously knew like Morbid Angel and Corpse and, and Obituary and all that kind of stuff. And so Ultimate Incantation sounded a lot more like that stuff than it, than it did the kind of Stockholm sounding stuff. So mm-hmm. I just kind of passed Vader off as being like, oh, like they're a pretty competent like band. Yeah. But they're like kind of just like an American death metal band. You know, like what you heard there in Demon's when you know, had like the. You know, the sick, like, crunchy breakdown, like, at the beginning of that song, which is why uh-huh. I, I want to play it, because it's, like, <laughs> m- one of my kind of... That was, like, my first favorite Vader song, if you will. But it wasn't until Deep Profundos where, like, I kind of thought, oh, these guys are, are different, you know? Their, they're, like, approach to death metal, I think, is, is a little bit different than what I, I had imagined they were going to do. And I think yeah. maybe that's, like, when I... You know, you talk about Ultimate Incantation kind of being, I don't know, not slagged, but just it didn't really get much attention to it. Yeah, just kind of crickets when it came um, out. Y- You know, I think it's probably because they hadn't really found their voice yet. It's a great record in hindsight. I mean, Even it's, though they've it's, been around since 1986. Yeah, one. Or three years. Or 1983, actually, yeah. yeah. And that's a that's crazy part. You know, Vader started off as a, a very thrashy band. I think they were a cover band for the most part. Oh, were they really? Okay. Possibly. And of course, you know, you had the whole... Um, you know guys of communism in eastern europe at the time and so you know most of those those bands couldn't get any exposure outside of you know the eastern mark you know eastern recording for that like decent recording yeah exactly you know so it was they had a lot of like things kind of stacked against them so it makes sense that they wouldn't emerge with their first like you know great you know recorded record until 1992 you know Mm -hmm. a couple years after the end of the cold war there um But the band is sort of like made up of uh, the nucleus of of really one guy at this point, and that's uh, we're just gonna call him Peter. Peter, yeah, because Uh, you know we're we're awful at pronouncing names. uh, Wizerek, Wizerek, Piator, (laughs) Piator. But we just call him Peter. Peter Wizerek. I don't know. We'll go with that. I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I don't have. I have no Polish in my background. I know a lot of uh, Americans do, but it's yeah, it's a uh, difficult language to pronounce. Exactly. I was there last summer, but, you know, I didn't... Uh, I you should ask. Yeah, I, th- I think I looked Are around Vader for, rock for Vader stuff <laughs> a little bit when I was there. The only thing I found in uh, in Warsaw, was, uh, or not in Warsaw, I was in Krakow, was uh, a sweet um, Power Slave coffee mug. Yeah, that's, so Yeah, that's something. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what it is. But, um, you know, he was the, really the nucleus of the band. I would say through most of the music that we're going to be playing tonight, the other sort of... Guy that I think links the band together is the drummer, Doc. Yeah, Doc. That's the nice part about Vader is they sort of made it easy with. Well, they uh, had Shambo for a while too. Yeah, Shambo. Like and, their names are so hard yeah. to pronounce. let's just come up with like weird cock rock names. Um, Mauser was a, yeah. the other guitar player for a, for a pretty big chunk of time. So <laughs> they must have like heard people like us butcher their names throughout the years, journalists and stuff like that. And then they just finally said, ah, "Let's just go with simplistic nicknames." have like Vogue Paul you know? Vogue uh, you know, Rayjash, is it yash Ray Rayash. Ray He's the bassist now, in the in the current incarnation but, since two thousand eight. Or the current incantation. Ah, yeah, uh. I mean, yeah, but um. You know, going back to this record, you said that you had heard Ultimate Incantation. You know, Vader had some issues with earache, and that's probably one of the other reasons why this didn't get any promotion. I think, I think it was some kind of contract dispute. I'm
0: not 100% sure on that, but there's lots of stuff online where you yeah. can read about Vader. So okay. we're just going to give you the music a little bit today. But I actually saw Vader, at, it was either 92, 93 on a deicide tour. And they were the, the opening act, and I remember I just looked up one of the old record magazines and read my show review of it. Uh-huh. And for some reason it stood out that they, they sat there and combed their hair. Like almost like uh, like you know they took it out of ponytails and like combed their hair before their their thing. And for some <laughs> reason that caught my attention, I wrote that in my uh, my coverage of the piece or whatever. But they were fantastic live. They actually blew their monitors. Oh really? Uh, That's probably because the place had such junk. This was at God was it the is it Blond- Was it, it the Blondie Blondies? and Flint? No. Oblonties used to be in Detroit There's another place that we used to go to I can't think of the name of it right now But it was a really tiny club where the guy would always give us grief about guest lists Uh Oh Because we were like 17 years old No, no It was another little place around there I forget what it's called That's funny um, No, they're fantastic lad. They like blew Deicide out of the water As far as I was concerned And actually you and I are hoping to catch Vader this week
1: this Wednesday, possibly. Yes. When the show goes up, uh, we might be a Vader. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I think the, the what's what's always been interesting. You mentioned the the hair combing thing, and this is <laughs> this is again, you know, if if you haven't seen like the the global metal documentary, you know, do yourself a favor. It's, it's pretty fascinating in terms of like how different bands like take metal and and you know approach it. Because I think again, when you're behind the Iron Curtain like they are. Mm-hmm. You know, what little was sort of penetrating through, like, obviously they were getting some of the musical influences, but it sounds like maybe they were also getting some of the unfortunate, like ideas about like image and how like image is yeah. so important to metal probably through the seeping of like what little MTV they could get which was all the cockrock stuff in the 80s yeah. so when you saw them in the early 90s they probably had this like really weird amalgamated idea of what they were supposed to be as like a, a performing like metal act you know in America. That was,
0: yeah that was the time too when you'd get bands at least like some early uh, Eric bands like people would crimp their hair and stuff I mean when Jeff Walker was like an electro hippies he had that weird crimped hair yeah, deal. Yeah
1: so. uh, man the, the late 80s 80s early 90s you know the mullet was big i mean there's a lot of really bad stuff you know no one really knew what to do with the big hair of the 80s you know but comb it yeah, yeah there you go apparently comb, comb it. it off but i think also what's cool about vader as is, is i've always felt that that you know when you hear his like english and you hear like him in interviews he has such like a almost a really fun like broken english and like understanding. Like the yeah. way his sentences are put together always used to make me laugh when I would well, read later like, interviews. That's half stuff. the charm of their like
0: song titles and yeah. stuff too. And that's the same with like, you know, a band like Power Genesis where it's it's it seems like it's almost gibberish, what? But it, it's somehow endearing. Yeah, through
1: their because it's, the, <laughs> it's their like something. interpretation of like what yeah. they're supposed to sound like or, or yeah. you know lyrically or, or songwriting wise and you know you, you start to hear that personality emerge. I would say not as much on Ultimate Incantation, but like definitely with De Profundos and some of those kind of things. But you know we were commenting that like a record like Ultimate Incantation or even the the second kind of full length De Profundos you know because of the, the the power that like bands like behemoth and 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 some of the other you know mm-hmm. eastern european scene has started to like take on in the last 10 years either of those two records really deserves a, a rightful place in like a decibel hall of fame or something like that because it really that was, did start before that scene, yeah know? before behemoth yattering yeah, all this the super
0: speed you know mm-hmm. super technicality stuff really came about and i think vader's sound almost sounds like they've I mean, they perfected it in a vacuum, and now don't. there's not a whole lot of outside influences actually penetrate into it at all. It seems like it's more, they've just had this one singular vision, slowly kind of like
1: refine it year sure. after year after year. Sure. And on a record like Ultimate Incantation, the the kind of stuff you're hearing is, especially like Demon Winds at the beginning, which mm-hmm. kind of like build and build, is a lot of those like open notes that we talked about with like Bolt Thrower and fix and, yeah. and some of that. And obviously Asfix is is just sort of a a spin, just like obituary is, of, of Celtic Frost, which mm-hmm. is a huge influence on Vader. Um, yeah, I think Celtic Frost, Sodom, Slayer, well, for sure. I was going to say, the, the dive bombing is, like, famous that Peter does. Oh, yeah. He takes all the Slayer dive bomb leads and just, like, almost it's like an orgy of them kind of coming at you a lot of times. You know? A lot of time for no apparent reason. Yeah, no, it's just... <laughs> and again, that's the... Well, this the, would be cool. <laughs> that's the really cool charm about the band is, is their... They're you know bringing together you know a lot of the German stuff, the creator Sodom, mm-hmm. you know the almost like simple, you know simplified like riffing patterns, but but like I mean I think brutal, out of you know, yeah, like out
0: of any of the Polish thrash. bands like Vader has the most just open chugging out of
1: out of anybody, but oh, it works yeah. really really well. Yeah, just like it works for like Asphyx or Bolt Thrower or something. Yeah, and like
0: there's that. that whole another thing that I think separates them a little bit, at least out of the Polish scene, because not. Many of the other Polish bands really sound anything like Vader, outside of the the speed, like the speed of the drums.
1: But Decapitated it's the, did a little bit on that first thing, but, but they, they were, were a like bit, seventeen, you know. Yeah, and they're a little
0: bit more speedy with the like with their riffing, and, and Peter seems to almost he plays counter to to the drums, like he'll yeah, have, Doc's a blast super beat, fast, and then you'll but, just have just have like the slow opened you know kind of progression of notes, mm-hmm. which. Seems it, it almost seems counterintuitive, but it really kind of like
1: almost gives a groove to every part of the song. Sure. So and it and it's different than like 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 a band like as Fix does that with the guitar stuff, but then they the drummer's not playing as fast as say Doc will play. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, fix never really goes into blast speeds. No, never. But, like, they, they have fast moments, but it's never, like, Vader's just blinding speed sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, and they really start to discover that, I think, on De, De Profundos. You know what I mean? Well, and that's when, I think... Incantation's fast, but it's... Doc, you know,
0: if somebody actually gave him some splash symbols and stuff, too, where he's doing all these little
1: accents, and... Yes.
0: That was great. Right, I think that he did it, like, just right on in that one. It was before, like, the glut of all the 15 Chinas and all this just cacophony of symbols all the time. Sure. the the, the recording on that, you know, we we're talking about that a little bit earlier. That the drums sound like they're all recorded live, like original. Yeah, you know, and like you'll hear that in the next set when we and there's play like a some, tunes some goofy, like you know, uh, some tom sounds, but it all sounds like compared to triggered, overproduced drums. Now it sounds really fresh. Now. Yeah, it has
1: a cool, organic sort of feel. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we're gonna kind of jump back into Ultimate Incantation. We're we're a little, you know, I guess on the heavy end of uh, these first two records because it really is the foundation of of Vader's sound but also like the the whole Polish death metal metal scene in a way owes a lot to this record
0: and yeah they've been accused of you know kind of bolt throwing their way through their catalog you know they are what they are uh, Yeah. yeah But uh, there's a little bit more of a, I mean, it's a very slight record to record progression. Mm-hmm. But because I always get into the mood where I'm like, you know, every, what is it, three, or four years, a new Vader record comes. And I'm like, ah, I've already got like 15 Vader records, exactly. including like Do the I EPs and live one? stuff. Yeah.
1: And then I hear it and I'm like, yeah, I guess I need and it. Especially the new one, which we're going to end the show with. Is, yeah, is Necropolis a, is a, fantastic. It's a nice, uh, pleasant breath of fresh air, if you will. But um, so we got a couple more of uh, Ultimate Incantation. We should mention uh, the cover uh, because it's a Dan Seagrave. Yeah, it's a classic, Dan total classic cover. Um, it's like when back when uh you know the era of
0: classic like death metal before the computerized crap that we got a couple mm-hmm. years later yeah it's like he was kind nice of like really
1: cover. the would you say he was kind of a house artist for earache in a way because of doing the couple, first couple morbid angels <laughs> and the tombs and things like that yeah but then he did a ton
0: of stuff for nuclear blast oh too. that's true he was that's just right. he was like the go-to guy I think between him Christian wallen and um
1: well you mentioned Gold's West was West Benz- Yeah, West He, Scatter, was, he like, was just you know, he was there for a couple years. He was like a flash in the pan kind of guy. Yeah. But uh yeah, so it's got that kind of classic European earache kind of death metal feel because of the cover and because of the production and, and everything. But uh so we've got uh, anything to say about Crucified Ones or Final Massacre? Oh Final
0: Massacre, I mean is the, both of those are super anthemic songs. Like yeah, yeah. The Crucified ones, they've actually, I think they re recorded. They, they always play that live. They play live. They re recorded it two or three different times. Um, I'm surprised they haven't done. Um, what the hell was the other one? Oh, final massacre more yeah. often, but crucified one seems like one of their go-to. Yeah, that's kind of like their kind of thing. But they uh, pull the plug or something. Like final that. massacre is almost I think I like better. Yeah, crucified ones has a good like sing along chorus and stuff yeah. to it as well. But just how like epic final massacre starts out and it's so simple and so heavy and sure. just yeah like I mean it's basically we're just dealing with like power chords and some bends. Yeah
1: but they they managed to you know make this super like epic song out of it and then uh blood of kingu which is the first of two songs we're going to play from deep profundos so, um uh, very very catchy and it's 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 not as like dive bomb-y I would say as like ultimate incantation it's almost like they start to streamline some, or, or rein in some of these like loose ends that mm-hmm. ultimate incantation has well ultimate incantation was recorded in england yeah and uh you can tell a
0: big difference between the two because I don't think at this at the time that uh, Deeper Fundus came out there's actually many recording studios in Poland that were doing this kind of music yeah. so it seems like it's kind of like
1: well, uh, what the
0: hell do I do with this
1: stuff? Yeah, it does uh, have a lo-fi kind of qual- quality to to, ask, to parts of it. You know, it's, it's yeah. not as dynamic, but it's again the, the it songwriting is more focused and yeah. stuff too. Yeah. And then we're gonna pull out uh, with uh, Silent Empire, which we'll talk about. Very catchy uh, at the end there. Still totally. sing along. So enjoy Crucified Ones, Final Massacre, Bloody Kingu, and Silent Empire.
2: To the death, to the fire, to the fire. I'm still I'm there from again Through for the city plan He's too busy to, to try and To rise the throne of men, get to the end Find the hearts of the people of the earth everywhere
0: We just heard the crucified ones, the 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 cries
1: of the crucified ones. Yes, the uh,
0: final massacre. Then the, the blood of Kingu.
2: And Saitaiba.
0: From De Profundos. De Profundos. Those last
1: two from De Profundos, the which were we put out in uh, '95.
0: Through many different labels, I have the original Croon. Uh, at the time, I was doing some correspondence with the Peter, so I've got like the Sothis C.P. And then like the, they did a uh, uh, Depeche Mode cover. I feel about, you. I feel you. Yeah. And, uh
1: what was Anti Noir League? They did a cover of that yeah. and stuff. They did some really bizarre covers. The, we, yeah, we are the League. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this was a hard record to get. I remember I had I had to wait for a while. I think either Pavement or somebody like put this back out, and I can't. It remember. It might even been Hammerheart. No, mine's definitely not Hammerheart because Hammerheart put out like good quality stuff, and mine's like did geez. put out good quality. Well, stuff. yeah, but I'm saying I bought this in the '90s. Who knows? Oh, metal, metal, metal. Oh, damn it. Metal Mine I put know. it out. Uh, huh. Yeah, we're looking. I think it was. Yeah, there we go. Pavement Records. So we are okay. just doing <laughs> some quick research. But uh, yeah, this was a hard one to find. And, and it's almost as if between Ultimate Incantation and this, I think for a lot of people, Vader kind of fell off the map. And metal was starting to they, like change. Yeah, they didn't know, have the enough uh,
0: enough of an impact initially to keep people's attention. You drop off for two years. Well, and in '95, you know that's
1: like the rise of Slaughter of the Soul. I mean, yeah, that's the rise of Gutenberg like, and different it's, things. It's kind of the drop of all the, the U.S. you know sounding yes yeah. death metal. But and so luckily for Vader, I think you know a couple things happened. They put this record out, and then they also kind of re-explore their roots a little bit and uh, this, what they put out in between De Profundos and Black to the Blind which is what we're going to hear some songs from next mm-hmm. is, uh, I just wanted to make a special note of it. it, was a covers record called Future of the Past and, uh, and as you and were saying as far so,
0: as cover records go This is, like, it's a really, really good covers record. Because, I mean, usually they're a dime a dozen, Like, what, in the last year, Arch Enemy, Children of Bodom, like, everybody and their grandma puts out a stupid covers record. But this covers record, I, I think it actually shows every, like... Okay, why why does these certain songs influence their direction. Mm-hmm. Like more especially like the, the terrorizer ones, the Sodom tracks. Sure,
1: Outbreak of Evil from Sodom. Yeah. Know. I mean just like, metal from possessed.
0: Yeah, I think if you hear this it make, Vader makes a lot more sense yeah. to Yeah.
1: Flag of Hate, Creator. Mm-hmm. You know, all band, you know, Merciless Death, uh from uh to Dark Angel and Dethroned Emperor, you know, Celtic Kelitha. Frost is all over, you yeah. know, uh, Vader's sound. But what was interesting about this is this came out like 96, 97. Uh, I think it was junior in high school. And this is... When everybody's being swamped with keyboards and overproduced. Well, <laughs> not just that, but also the fact that I, hadn't, I had heard Possessed but never, you know, I'd heard of possessed, but never yeah. heard them. I had heard of dark angel, never heard them. I had heard of Sodom, but at this point, like this is when Sodom records were hard to get, like SPV stuff, like the old, yeah, they were all important. You know, destruction was really tough to get as well. You know, this is pre-internet, you know, really in a way. Well, pre-internet uh, merchandise. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. And so, so for me, like this was like the first time that I heard a lot of these bands, or first time I ever heard terrorizer songs was on here. Oh, really? And this made me go and explore a lot of these older, you know, bands from the '80s and. and well, old. that's even like
0: that's kind of like when I was younger. It was nice because I got you know you get like the death walks behind you, the, uh, the Electric Rooster, le- Atomic, Atomic Rooster, Atomic, Electric yeah. Rooster. Yeah, that could be a band. Yeah, <laughs> the Atomic Rooster covered that the Paradise Lost. It and I went out and got a couple of the records. And same with you know Cathedral talks about Mellow Candle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, I'll, I'll check that out. It was the just Mellow like awesome. yeah. it, it was awesome. It was. It seemed like back then, like everybody, it wasn't necessarily all metal influence stuff mm-hmm. either, but this, for, for the the Vader's cover record, totally every single song makes sense.
1: Yeah. so And they're recorded,
0: they're like really good cover versions yeah, of it as Yeah, they're
1: well. tight. You know, Silent Scream from Slayer mm-hmm. is tight, and I, I mean, at that point I was a huge Slayer fan, still am, but, you know, so I knew that tune, but... But then they, uh, you know, they kind of. I I feel like you know, De Profundos was there. It was like a hidden gem, and I think people like you and Chris probably knew yeah. about this record and, and probably gave it pretty good press. And then it seems like you know, this is that that weird transition of metal between '95 and '97, mm-hmm. and '97 again the bizarre era, which uh, we've actually had requests from fans to do like a show just about well, that's, that that era. Just I felt to sort a lot of, of it explain a bit it more. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I stopped
0: following the scene. I'd I'd still get Vader albums and you know the a couple you know like a bride or somebody put out yeah, a record, but Paradise that was a, Lost, things like it, that. It
1: was a weird, definitely a weird time for and for and music. Black to the Blind emerges in the midst of that. And Black to the Blind is is like their Rain and Blood, really in a way. I mean, it's probably thirty minutes long and ten songs, just like Rain and Blood, and, and uh, they're on the back. Hell. Yeah, they kind of look like a creator on the back. Yeah, they do. It, it, you, <laughs> the, that could totally pass for a German thrash record, you know, in a way. But it was, yeah, it was a, totally an answer to what the crap that was going on at the time. Sure, but I don't think a lot of people appreciate it because I think, in a way, death metal had kind of exhausted itself by 97 and people really weren't yeah. totally interested in what was going on. We're looking for symphonic, you know, black metal or, you or know, a lot of flamesy sound. melodic. Yeah. Death and metal and from this Gothenburg was just stuff. bludgeoning. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And the, the tune we're going to start off with, Carnal, is in particular, very bludgeoning and it's you know two minutes of just like the fastest like drumming that doc i think ever did up until this point point. and mean, it's just,
0: yeah, yeah it's like and it's like stop start like gives you a moment to breathe and then
1: beat you down beat, again <laughs> you know i compared it to like blessed are the sick from morbid angel type yeah. stuff you know where it's an you, exhausting you, record yeah you feel like you, you get the crap kicked out of you and then uh so we're gonna play two from black to the blind that and uh fractal light and fractal light had uh we we were noticing some Exodus bonded by Blood stuff, some creator stuff, and then in particular, uh a napalm death sort of Celtic oh, the frost bra- the, breakdown. It's the
0: napalm breakdown. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's it was it was like it sounds like a harmony corruption breakdown. Yeah. You know, like yeah. a stuff for the children kinda of yeah. thing. But. So it's pretty hip. And um then uh that was 97 and then 2000 comes out and really there's they sort of play um they play with the same same themes uh, if you will that black to the blind had which is sort of the fast you know to the point kind of songs but uh the tune we're gonna we picked out from that record litany which was put out in 2000 is a tune called Zepper, and uh this is cool because I really feel like they build on a theme during the song and they just take this theme and they just sort of manipulate the theme and it's Mm -hmm. super
0: catchy. It's, I mean, that's their, their whole blueprint is it's really simple, but they, I mean, it's basically like what thrash music was. All that it was, was muted open stuff for the most Mm -hmm. part, like all the chunk stuff. And like to, because I think probably Vader's biggest influence is Thrash. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how Slider, they started out. And Exodus and, uh, and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. And they've just found a way to like incorporate that into, into death metal, but not in a like retro throwback kind of way, mm-hmm. like, you know, Municipal Waste or some party hard band. Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: yeah.
1: So, and then, uh, so Litany in particular, I've kind of, uh, I remember buying this record in Prague. And, and so, like, I don't know. I guess that's, I'm forever linked to that, if you will. Mm mm-hmm. um, I, that's where I bought that uh, that sweet Opeth. Uh, Still life shirt that remember I wore to Metal Fest and everyone was like, "Where did you get this?" <laughs> before you, know, you could buy, my before Hot topic. you could get like, yeah, you know, Opus shirts anywhere. So I kind of felt special. But anyways, I, I remember buying that record in, in Eastern Europe, so it's kind of cool. And then we're gonna finish up with um, Revelation of Black Moses, uh, which we'll talk more about that record and that song when we come back. So enjoy uh, about the fastest Vader song you'll ever hear, Carnal, followed by Fractalite, Zepper, and then the uh, the epic slow crushing revelation of black
2: Moses <laughs> And I stay away transmuting Michael Sherman lead. of every pain, transpierce I time as my last endures. Pain, but it's one of flesh. Many mistakes he to trade. I know the point where time and space, every time should turn in my hands. Pain, even
0: Black Moses. Ooh. And black as in evil. evil. Not black as in African American. Although Moses
1: may have actually been uh Well, we know that Jesus and Moses and yeah, all everybody they were dark skin. Yeah. You know, maybe not like you know, Central African, you know, dark, but definitely but they weren't you know, wasp looking guys like no, we see uh, no, you know in no, pictures everywhere. Jesus had blonde hair and blue <laughs> eyes and he was he was built like the incredible Hulk. Oh that's right. Just saw Michelangelo painted. <laughs> But yeah, Revelation of Black Moses, and then Zepper from the Litany record, uh, which was put out in two thousand, and a couple. Fractal Light and Carnal from uh, Black to the Blind. Black to the Blind. So uh, let's talk about uh, Revelations, uh, which is this record in two thousand two, which is Revelation of Black Moses. We actually hear—I don't know if, if it's a huge shift—but
0: as far as like Peter solos go, they seem to actually like follow the theme that's the kind of that he establishes early on the song. They're not quite as just, you know, these crazy sounds that are dive bomb Slayer yeah.
1: sounding things and just weird. They're more soulful and melodic in a way, which is yeah, which is like really endearing. And uh, I I had to review this record for Eclipse, and I really got into this. This this might. This might be my most listened to Vader. I don't know if I'd call it my favorite. You know, I think... Mm-hmm. Uh... I don't know. I think just for whatever sake, De Profundos or Ultimate Incantation, just because I, you know, it's just got that special magic quality that a band's first couple records usually have, you know.
0: And there, it's after a while here, like all the songs or all the albums kind of blend together a little bit. It's hard to really pull, like outside of like Black to the Blind has a really specific, basically, you're hearing a different kind of production value. Yeah. But those first two records, that was like kind of laying out all their. You know how they how they're gonna set up all their records from here on out. Basically,
1: yeah. all these little snips. But I feel like Revelations to me, and again, maybe the new record connects to this a little bit too. But Revelations to me is like the catchiest thing Vader ever wrote. You know, a song we were not gonna play, like mm-hmm. the Nomad, very catchy. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and so it, it, you know, and, and even or even like, like Wolf Tribe is yeah, Wolf is Tribe it, is pretty catchy.
0: And you know? it's but it's catchy like it. We've got like there's musically catchy, but Wolf Tribe's catchy in the
1: chorus and his mm-hmm. vocals. Yeah. So they're like it's really kind of there's not. Uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, like a going to battle kind of quality to some of the songs, and and it, 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 you you and I were talking about this whenever we listen to Vader, Vader doesn't bum you out, Vader makes you like sort it's of pumped up. It's up like and, thrash music, yeah. Like really, like are you ever bummed out listening to a
0: Slayer record? I'm not. No. Or anything. I mean, this is and we were talking, you know, we've both had some cross country drives, and what pulls you through <laughs> then at the at the zero hour you know, I was like driving through like north texas panhandle it was raining like hell and I was t- super tired I don't remember which vader record but I put a couple on like and listened to them front to back really loud and it got mm-hmm.
1: me through <laughs> and and it was uh it wasn't this record but it was litany and black to the blind um I was listening to when I was driving through montana and it was at like four in the morning driving through montana and my girlfriend at the time uh was passed out in the next seat so it was me alone in the car and it was one lane highway traffic because they had uh the barrels so Mm -hmm. they're doing construction and i was just like gripping and i was literally the only car on the whole road like anywhere Uh, so it was like pitch blackness and and invader like kept me alive and then we ended up pulling in a a truck stop so if you're ever snaping, feeling down hey Vader put on Alexander a Vader day. exactly yeah. I think that's the lesson we learned here today so well and, and Peter's he's a really optimistic like upbeat guy all the time too yeah which is he doesn't really put on a whole lot of errors I don't think sure and and, um, and lyrically I mean um, Vader deals in, in some of the typical kind of death metal topics but like Trey from Morbid Angel mm-hmm. he's 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 also kind of getting into the Aleister Crowley uh, the like the Sumerian Necronomicon stuff. Sumerian
0: stuff but it's all a lot of it's almost like Weird metaphysical mm-hmm. stuff that just—I I don't know. It, it never—you never hear like you know, Beelzebub Satan's name. No, not really mentioned it, anywhere, and and nothing seems there's never at least not outright uh, like. Fortress, like not like cannibal corpse. No. Stuff. no. no <laughs> kind of just no. ridiculous lyrics. Like his lyrics match enough, not that you can necessarily understand everything, but he's one of he's in the camp of vocalists, you know, death metal vocalists. I think you can understand his to some extent, yeah. And, and, and it's like a Dave Vincent
1: a kind of feel to him too, but well, he, and he's, he also he, talks. And he rolls his Rs a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I think what's cool too, it's about the Sumerian thing, and this is what um, I remember. Noticing a lot on Blacks for the Blind, De Profundos, I think is where they brought this in. Is kind of like how uh, uh, Carl for, from Nile will do this before each song. Mm-hmm. They'll give like almost a description of why he wrote this song and what yeah. the references in the song are going to be. And then the lyrics come afterwards. And I always found that kind of really interesting being mm-hmm. in high school. Like, huh. So they're really putting a lot of time and research into this and yeah. not just like coming up with like, Hey, Actually, you know, what, what rhymes with Satan? You know, yeah. I, so. uh, bacon. Sweet. All right, <laughs> cool. Go for it. But, uh, yeah. And behemoth kind of followed suit with that too. So it's, it's kind of neat. And so, you know, we got to give Peter credit for all that, but, um, and Revelation of Black Moses, from this record, Revelation's you know, slow, just, you know, it has like a... It's almost uh, seven minutes long, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's like epic Vader, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of has like a where the slime lives kind of like just grinding kind of darkness to it that, it's that almost like yeah, it's, it's a long song but it almost has like this undulating
0: like uh, vibe or kind of like a hook to the entire mm-hmm. song which
1: you know that's kind of like Vader 101 yeah exactly and the, the next tune we're going to play uh, which is another tune from Revelations is called When Darkness Calls and that's a it's got a lot of different elements happening with it because of it's almost got like black metal vibe almost. Yeah. Like a
0: black, black metal riff that sound, it almost sounds like something that would have been on like pre D mysterious mayhem, mm-hmm. but recorded really well. Yeah. Like that that type yeah. of a riff.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And there's always a little bit of
1: like dissonant to the dissonance to the back, like the the rhythm guitar in, in these last couple of songs. Well, and it's it's cool too because at the end of When Darkness Calls, uh, there there's like a kind of a really cool breakdown, and, and it almost gets into like some Lombardoisms, like kind of like what he does on like Live on where yeah, Docs where it, just filling different things out and doing little drum tricks and because they seem they seem like he's like he's kind of running out of control.
0: Like where the hell is this thing gonna land? But he ends up coming back to it. It's almost like he fall into the
1: kit, sure, kind of thing. Sure, so pretty hip. And then we're gonna uh, we're gonna kind of skip through the 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 rest of the 2000s pretty much. We're gonna play one song from Impressions in Blood, uh, which that record came out, I do believe, in what 2004, 2005, something like that. Two thousand six, uh, two thousand six. Oh, the Beast, which we're skipping altogether, came out in two thousand four. Which
0: is a fine record, but it's they're well, not really doing anything
1: different that is really worth talking about. And I think we were going to play what Dark Transmission. I think was was one that you had picked out from the Beast. Yeah, uh, but we really kind of ran out of time to play it. And so. I think
0: didn't uh, didn't Zephyr
1: kind of cover some yeah, of the same it ground that we the, wanted to. Exactly. And so uh, Impressions in Blood, the song we're going to play is 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 probably one of the best sing-along vader songs you'll you'll ever get and it's a uh, wonderful little joyous tune by the name hallelujah god is dead yes yeah so and then we're gonna come out with uh, our first of two songs from the brand new vader record which is called necropolis uh which just came out a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. so uh and that will be never say my name so enjoy when darkness calls hallelujah god is dead and uh never say my name just in time for the holiday season That was Never Say My Name from Necropolis. Hallelujah. God is Dead from uh, 2006's Impressions in Blood. And then we started things off with 2002's When Darkness Calls. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we're winding things up here, and uh, the new record. It's.
0: It's great, Necropolis. It's uh, Vader always surprises and always
1: delivers. Yeah, I mean, this is the most refreshing thing I've heard from these guys since probably Revelations back in two thousand
0: two. And it's years. and it's yeah. I was thinking, it, it, to my ear, it sounds like they're actually taking the aesthetic they've you know created over the last what, fifteen years 20, or whatever, years. twenty years. Right. Mm. But it really has a, a good injection of the. Um, the, the, first two. the first two records, yeah, yeah.
1: Ultimate and Deep Profundos, kind of mixed together.
0: Where we've actually got a lot of mid-paced
1: stuff, but then there's a lot of like you know super speed stuff as well. It just breathe, sure, really which, well. which you just heard. Never Say My Name has has some elements of that speed kind of going on. That's yeah. a, a single that you can catch the video. Of what on YouTube, Yeah, you can get it on YouTube. Right? Yeah, um, hopefully. This record will finally bring them the Covenant Frederick Award from uh, the Polish the Polish Music Grammy Awards. equivalent kind of. They've been nominated four
0: times. Yeah, we'll so see if they get it
1: for this I, one. I think this is the record that's going to do it. So I feel like Stephen Colbert or something like that, like some obscure Give them the Requiem of yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Is there such a thing? But possibly. Um, we're going to end with uh, the t- the tune that ends Necropolis, and this is probably my favorite song of this this record because it has the riff. That's what we've kind of it's, named it. It's the riff—it's like every Deep Purple, every—I mean, it's just, Motorhead, uh,
0: Celtic Frost. It's like it'd be the uh, first like if you like go to your guitar teacher. I want to learn how to play heavy metal. Here's, yeah. here's your riff. Yeah, you but know. the way that they do it, and it's—I mean, there's not a whole lot of change throughout the song, no. but the way they they uh, construct everything is just like. It's super catchy.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of like how Napalm Death always brings out that that Celtic Frost riff, like on Scum and different things like yeah, that. Yeah, their breakdown just, riffs. It's just, yeah. it's just perfect. And you want it as simple and catchy as possible, mm-hmm. you know? um, And so you'll you'll enjoy that. But uh, it's called "Where the Sun Drowns the Dark," and it, it has some cool, like, atmospheric things going on too. There's a little hint of some keyboard, uh, which we heard keyboard uh, in Hallelujah, correct? I do believe. Maybe did we? We heard it off. Uh, earlier on I thought oh okay maybe it was on zepper, I can't remember um, Might have been Our memories are short Yeah But you know oh, Vader It's very odd for Vader To venture out Into sort of Experimental like Musical territory Usually you know, yeah so If they use keyboards It's usually just to fill up the sound an accentuation of yeah. something So But uh, you know We hope that you've enjoyed Your introduction to, to Sort of the, the World of Polish death metal And Vader's definitely A good starting place And I think You know Behemoth gets so much Kind of attention That I think Vader oftentimes gets left out And that's really Sad and unfortunate Because Well there's the whole thing With uh, imagery yeah, Yeah. Beatrice has been a bunch of dudes in T shirts. Yeah. And and Behemoth definitely has nailed something down. So but uh you know. Pick up the new record, Necropolis. It's great. Uh, we'll
0: have a link in the in the sidebar on uh, RequiemPodcast.com. Leave us some feedback uh, either in the comment section. We've been getting some good stuff there. Go to iTunes. Give us a favorable review yeah. if you enjoy the show or just a star rating. Uh, find or, us on uh, Facebook. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, just look up Requiem Podcast. right? Yeah, exactly. So, or uh, look up um, yeah, Mark Rudolph, Jason Hundy. Follow us as well. Uh, yeah. We love we love comments. Yes, do we, we do. ever We do. So, send uh, us an email at uh, RequiemPodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel if, if, if you really like the show You feel so inclined uh, We also accept donations For operating costs And
1: there's some new uh, There's some new merchandise up there They got coffee mugs And You go to uh, Which I joked all those years About coffee mugs And here you go you I can know You finally get a coffee mug But so. yeah Go to uh,
0: requiempodcast.com Click on the Baphomet with the t t-shirt that takes you to our store. We've got uh, all kinds of lovely merchandise to show your uh, Christmas, Christmas show. I
1: think Christmas gifts. They would are, be great yeah, Christmas yeah. gifts. Grandpa would love a Baphomet shirt. <laughs> so, But uh, enjoy uh, Where the Sun Drowns the Dark from Vader's Necropolis. And for Requiem Metal Podcast, I'm Jason. And I'm Mark.
2: Walk the hidden ways. Oh, mysterious. And make like winter hey of thorns light is diminished known A world of dull splendor ravenous for devotion where all gods possess the thrones worship but those with no will
3: Yeah.